All right, welcome, fuckers, to the Trailer Park Boys Fan Federation podcast. My name is Morgan Rector. Hey, fuckers, you know who this is. It's me, Raymond Hazen, a.k.a. Scoob Dad Leahy, a.k.a. Sure, you can hold it, a.k.a. No Girl, I'm not a doctor, but I'll take a look. Oh, yeah, you get so what you got like a new uh, title every week now. <laughs> yeah, a little something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, did you know, How you doing, uh, buddy? Did you know that uh, you you can ha- you can have the, the title of doctor? You don't have to go to medical school. You can just pay for it. You just fill out a form. Yes. Or the government. Yeah. You can be yes. Doctor Manhazen. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can fill out. You can pay to get the doctor title. Uh, there's that thing we talked about a while ago where, like, I think it's Scotland. Uh, you can buy a one foot square plot over there, and they'll plant a tree yeah. in it. But if you own a foot of a square foot of Scottish land, you're you're you get the title of Lord or Lady. So you can get the title of Lord or Lady for basically having a tree planted in Scotland. <laughs> the trick uh, is convincing everybody you know to call you Lord because they might not be quite so willing to do that. But uh, <laughs> especially <laughs> women, right? Imagine trying to convince a girlfriend to call you Lord Raymond. Oh, I mean, it's Lord Raymond. Especially now in the toxic masculinity era where everything's toxic masculinity. Hey, girl, you need to call me Lord from now on. Oh, I'll show yeah. you toxic. From now on, you're calling me Lord Morgan. How about that? How do you like that yeah. map? Uh, as my God, as my grandfather used to say, God rest him, uh, that would go over like a fart in church. Yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, you know what? Those cavemen and Neanderthal guy relationships seem to run so smooth, don't they? It just well, doesn't. The woman never gets any attitude. So some guys have that figure. They're just like maybe it's a relationship where like the guy doesn't love the girl as much as she loves him. Maybe that's the case. Well, I mean, in caveman days, there was only one pickup line. It was the club to the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It worked every time, you know. It was a hundred percent success rate with that pickup line. <laughs> well, may, maybe the modern equivalent is the girl of no self-esteem, and you, metaphorically speaking, you're clubbing her over the head by making her feel like she has no alternative. Maybe that's the new approach to it. <laughs> One of those pimp relationships. Oh man, hey, those relationships are crazy, dude. I can remember when I lived in the culinary. I don't, I don't know if I told you about it. I'm out of. When I was going to culinary school back in the early 2000s down in San Francisco, like, late at night, you could hear them out the window, like, bitch, ho, get over here. Where's my money? I own all of you. Like, it's just like, damn, dude. Pips be <laughs> crazy. Pips be crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. It's not like, you know, but yeah, it's like, damn, dude. Do you, you know, it's a great source of relationship advice. Did you, have you ever... Checked out the stand-up comedy of Patrice O'Neill. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. He was really brilliant. He was really. I mean, he was a good stand-up comedian, but it was also really great in interviews and shit. Like he was on Opie and Anthony quite a bit. Uh, like guest on their show, and he also had like a show on on satellite radio called uh, Black Phillip. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen this guy before. Yeah. Yeah. There's like ten episodes on it. They're all on YouTube. They're pretty long too. They're like two to three hours long. It's just him ripping, giving his his opinions on. <laughs> he originally wanted to call the show "Bitch Management," so <laughs> it was his opinions on how to deal with women. Yeah, they wouldn't. Can you imagine they wouldn't let him call it that? See, if he had had a podcast, they, he uh, might have got 
that. But uh, I mean, a few years ago, you know, you could probably get away with stuff. Like, I don't see anything going over like that nowadays. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but he, he said to his girlfriend one day, he said, here's my list of priorities. Number one's my career. And then number two is like my mother. And she was like fourth or fifth down the list. He actually laid it all on the line and she never left him. So I don't know. Dudes who, who do that to women, they don't they don't get dumped. I don't know. It's, it seems, it sounds well, well, counterintuitive. You, you got to have just the right kind of – just enough asshole. It's like you're, you want to put your woman on a pedestal but yet make her feel subconscious about it at the same time. That way that they don't think they're too good for you and they'll stay. If you put too much of a pedestal on them, they think they're too good and then they leave. Or if, or if you're too much of an asshole, then they then they know they deserve better and they'll leave. So you got to be just the right. It's kind of like I say, like like ruling with children. You want to be like an iron fist in a soft glove. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Same thing. You want you want to put your secure. you want to put your woman on a pedestal, but yet uh, knock it out from under her at the same time is the best way to do it. And then they'll stay forever. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. I once knew a woman whose ex-boyfriend laid it on the line saying basically there was a hierarchy of females in his life. Number one on the top of all the others was his daughter. And then number two was his mother. And then she was number three. And she didn't leave when she found out she was third down the line. I don't oh, know. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I mean, I mean, I'll tell you right now, dude. Any girlfriend I got, I'm or, or get in the future, like I'm sorry, you might be important, and trust me, I got plenty of room on my list. But like both my grandmas, if they're still around, because they both are right now, uh, and then I got my mom, and then I got several nieces and nieces out there, uh, whether blood or not, that still will be higher up on the food chain. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and you I'm all sorry. Also, I have your son. He's pretty well. Yeah, my son, you know, but he's he's not a girl, I guess. In the it was in the hierarchy of, of, of yeah. women, well, hierarchy. you know. But if you if you want to add all people, people in- oh, I'll tell you right now, I got buddies that would be higher up on the list. Like, I'm sorry, like these are people that I've known for, you know, years and years and years, you know. And uh, I mean, shit, we we got a nice professional relationship going on, Morgan, and it's it's flourishing and blossoming beautifully, I might say. So I'd probably put you higher on a list at the moment. I've known you longer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I mean, a woman who doesn't want you to have friends, even guy friends. It's, it's insane. It's insane. You, you, have, you have to have friends. Yeah, you have to have yeah. friends. Both, like both if, people have to have understand, friends. I understand if, she's, if she doesn't want you hanging out with chicks, especially alone in their place. I can understand them getting jealous about that, but they don't even want you to spend time with your guy friends. That's 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 crossing a line, you know. Yeah, that's insane. But then again, here's my overall. If 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 you're in a relationship where you can't trust the other person around the opposite sex, then it's not the right person to be with. Like, cause I've been in those relationships where I can't trust them, and, and you know, and I I've been in relationships where they feel like they can't trust me, which is odd because honest to God, and I know most people may or may not, but like I've literally never cheated on anyone in my life. I've never even kissed a girl. Uh, when I was dating someone else. When I'm single, oh shit, I'd be a little whore. I don't really care. Yeah. But when I was yeah. when, I'm, when I'm with someone, I'm with them, you know. But uh, uh, I've been in like I was saying, I've been in relationships where um, like where there's no trust, and then I've been in relationships where there's total trust, and you can be like, hey girl, 
go on to the club with your girlfriends and have some drinks and dance your ass off because you know that woman's coming straight home. Dude, there's nothing more empowering to a woman, dude. That girl does not want to cheat on her. My man loves me and trusts me. They wouldn't they know they know how hard it is to find stuff like that. So they wouldn't leave things like that. You know, if you got if but if they broken that see that's the thing. She never broke my trust. You know what I'm saying for her. So I didn't have any reason to not trust her. And so, and I, and, and I never broke yeah. hers, you know what I'm saying? So she had no reason to not trust me. So that's where it works. When people start breaking the trust and the trust gets lost, there's no saving that. You can't salvage when trust is lost. That's the key, you know? Yeah. And so, so yeah, you know, you got to be able to trust each other to have friends, like you were saying, and go out and, and uh, uh, know that they're coming back to you. If you ain't got that, then it ain't worth having, you know, and it ain't. It's another, you know, that's just, that's just, uh, well, you, you know, know, abusive people do, do, are Dr. Scoob Dick's, uh, answers. <laughs> yeah. Well, abusive people are, are insecure. That's one way to know if someone has abusive tendencies. If they felt secure about themselves, they wouldn't be abusive emotionally, physically, or whatever. Movie Raging Bull, Jake LaMotta was an insecure guy, and that's why he abused his wife and his brother and everyone else. So, I hope everybody's got their liquor drinks with them. Yeah. All right. So we our list for this week is uh, is uh, the theme is bubbles and uh, El so Buble. That's right. I usually go first. So um, yes, sir. Uh, my first is from Say Age Goodnight to the beauty. Bad Guys. That's right. Yeah. This is from Say Goodnight to the Bad Guys. It was when Sam came around. Uh, to get money from somebody, I can't remember who owed him. Maybe it was Randy. I'm not sure. Um, so he comes, he comes around with his gun, and at some point, Ricky and Bubbles go into Bubbles' shed, and <laughs> Ricky goes, "What's that smell?" And I smell, and Bubbles goes, "It's Sam." I know. <laughs> oh, that's such uh, good stuff, man. Go ahead, keep going. Another good, another good uh, Ricky moment from that episode. Just as an aside, was uh, <laughs> Sam demanded he give him his sandwich. So I'm not going to give you my fucking sandwich. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, it's 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 from early, early, early. You know, once again, it's this is hard. Like, there's so many funny things, man, and it's like. When I when I had my list and my list was done, I kept watching some you know videos and episodes and clips and I've been watching and it's like there was still so I wanted to keep adding more things and more things and I'm like no I got yeah, plenty yeah. I got I got he's five oh he's great dude I was like I got five good ones and I got some honorable mentions it's like I don't need to keep making more when I come out here here's my top 500 bubbles moments guys you know like <laughs> yeah so yeah good done. I totally could have, you know. But anyway, here it is. My yeah. number five is early. I, I'm real partial to early bubbles. Like, I love season one, season two, even season three. But season three, you really start – you started to see the change. Season four, Bubbles' character is completely different, you know. He was very different than he was in the first ones. They wanted to make him more of a, a full-time character because his popularity bloomed in the original seasons. He was supposed yeah. to be just a side character, if you remember. Uh but it bloomed, and then they a, wanted to make more uh, comical. Anyway, what? Did you see the Cart Boy movie? Oh, the Cart Boy? I love that. Yeah, anyone who hasn't seen Cart Boy, go on YouTube. It's on there. Type in the Cart Boy. 
you get to see a lot of things. You get to see uh, uh, Bubbles' character originally, which is the cart boy who they base a character on. You get to see the cat who is actually Vince the Pince, uh, who my cat's named after, but who's the one with the pincer. Yeah, Yeah, uh, it's a real-life cat. You're right, buddy. Um, But that uh, uh, is in the song, um, Kitties Are So Nice. But anyway, the cat's name is Bubbles in that uh, thing, and that's where they got the name Bubbles. And, uh, yeah, Cartboy is great. But yeah, you get to, uh, Ricky, I believe, plays Ricky. Uh, is his, or something like, I can't remember. But then, or, or Julian plays Julian. No, 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 Julian plays, I can't remember what his name is, but they're 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 the uh, mall cops. And they basically harass the Cartboy and stuff. You've seen it, you know, but the, and I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't. Yeah. So if you haven't, go watch it. It's really good. Uh, uh, it's a, you know, it shows you who the characters were. You know, they kind of you could see how uh, J- John Paul's character drinks a bit on the job. Ricky's character is almost like an ass. You know, he's kind of a good guy, but kind of like an asshole. Like they talk about. I don't know. You guys just got to watch it if you haven't seen it. But anyway, yes, I have seen Cartboy uh, to answer your question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, oh, anyway, I never, I never even told you what it was. Uh, still, we're still out. Okay, number five. I'm totally, dude, I'm stoned right now, guys. Leave me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, early stuff. Um, it's one of the early episodes when, uh, I think it's in season one. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's season one. Ricky's sleeping in his car, and he's got the weed plant, and, and he's got the kitty. And uh, Bubbles comes over to uh, get his cat back. And Ricky's complaining because the squirrel's peed in the plant. That's why it's dead. And Julian's like, fucking, Ricky, give him his cat. And he's like, no, I don't want it. And then Bubbles goes, you know, here's what I know, Ricky. If you love something, <laughs> let it go. If it comes back, you own it. If it doesn't, you don't. And if it doesn't, you're an asshole, just like you're you. An <laughs> yeah, you're an arsehole, just like you. And I love it because that's that. They just say like the word arse a lot down in Nova Scotia. They say ass too, but arse has always been popular for profanity down there so that's a yeah, very it's a very scotia kind of thing yeah there's a few places around i don't really know where but i, I mean i've known people who say ours it's it's kind of a nicer way i don't know it, it doesn't sound as uh, uh vulgar as ass for some reason does yeah. it ours yeah ours. not as much yeah <laughs> there's a no, uh, stick it up your ass stick it up your arse I feel kind of like a part, like a pirate. Ours, stick it up your ours. Well, you can say that on network television. I think I don't think they ever banned that word. So really, so we can say ours. Interesting, because George Carlin. I don't think George Carlin ever included that in his like seven dirty words that you can't use on television. But yeah, I guess that's safe to use on TV. So nice. All right, my next one is. uh, this is actually both a good Ray moment and a good Bubbles moment. Ray is ripping the plumbing out of his wall to sell as scrap metal for liquor money. And Bubbles is like, Ray, ripping the plumbing out of your walls for liquor money is fucked. And I love how Ray is just like it's acting like it's the most normal thing in the world. It's like, no, no, it's okay. No, no it's not. Man. It's fun. <laughs> oh, a running up, runner up to that. There's also a kind of a runner up to that is another moment where Ray – tried to justify like dishonest behavior or bad behavior was uh ricky was telling bubbles how much money he and ray were making from the the recycling things the bottles and all that and uh he was it um 
Yeah, Ray says we made like $75 last week or something like that. And uh, Or $70, was it? $75, and, and yeah. And he says, $70 each? And Ricky's like, no, $30 each, and Bubbles goes to Ray. Ray, that doesn't add up. And Ray just goes, moving, moving along, on, Bubs. <laughs> moving on, Bubs. <laughs> yeah, don't tell Ricky I lied to him, man. Uh, he, yeah, he, he and Ricky are constantly lying to each other and stealing from each other. It's oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Like when Ricky put the two cigarettes in his pocket while he's sleeping, or no, four cigarettes. Yeah, he, and then yeah, he, took he put a bunch, back. and then he yeah took a couple back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, all right, what's your next bubbles uh, item? Okay, mine now. Number four. Uh, all right, it's the one where they're driving the trailer of weed, and Bubbles is driving. They're in the police chase, and he's driving, and he's like, "Oh, is that a kitty in the road?" And he fucking swerves and crashes the fucking uh, the crashes the weed, and they get out. And uh, uh, remember, they're fucking running, and then Bubbles gets tangled up in that wire, and then fucking cops roll up and bust him, and like they start pretending he's just some farmer, like some blind farmer, like, "What's going on here? I can't even fucking see," you know, and then. <laughs> And then the part that leads up to it is, and then, yeah, Ricky, yeah, he's just a farmer that came out to help us. We heard the crash. Like, yeah, we crashed. Da, da, da. And then Bubbles is over there by the, the cow and has the cops are fucking pulling away. these out of the cow and whispers, pretend like you know me. <laughs> to the fucking cow. <laughs> well, hey, Ricky, Ricky talks to animals. He screams at them and shoots them and right? gets angry. Dogs for barking. I, I, so, yeah, I, I guess- told you. I told you the story about the time I got really drunk off a whole bunch of vodka and then got in an argument with a bull out in the middle of a field in Napa and Southern Crossing. Yeah, dude, it was crazy, man. And then my friend, uh, I can't remember if it was my buddy Eno or my buddy Chris. They were both with me. And uh, somebody else was with us, too. We had a couple handles of vodka, bro. Dirty, dirty shit to drink. Uh, But uh, we got in some sort of tiss i kind of remember that and i grabbed a fucking one of the handles of vodka and just took off walking and they said like 20 30 minutes later they could hear me just like off in the distance fucking fuck yeah or whatever right i'm just in there talk and they, they kind of go for a little walk and then that's when they see me uh, all i did was go across the like little creek way and through over like through a fence and like onto this pasture field and there was just this i don't know once again it's like the piranha bro i'm telling you it's like they don't fucking like when I'm liquored up or so. It's like the liquor figures it out. It totally protects me or something. Cause like this fucking bull like was the, just like. You mean like Jim Leahy, you let the liquor do the thinking? The yeah. Figured you know, it but, out. but it's yeah. like it protects me. Like, you know, it's like the liquor bubble of protection, man. It fucking, this bull did <laughs> not attack me. It just sat there like staring at me. And like my buddies were able to get my attention and like convinced me like hey come here you know, and i and i ended up stumbling you know stumbling back over to the fence and because I, I was out in this field like hey bull like fucking whatever bull you know <laughs> that explodes man yeah, yeah. dude you know most, or, um, or most farm related deaths drunk. are due to most farm related deaths are due to angry bulls yeah know? almost every yeah. time a farm dies yeah. like by something other than old age it's a bull going crazy. So I mean, like you can't put more than one bull. You can't put two bulls together in the same pasture. They'll fucking kill each other. If, especially if there's females around. Oh They'll yeah, that's, that, that was my problem, dude. I was in there and there was another bull there. <laughs> oh, that's 
that's that's what it was. Competition, that's what it was, bro. That's right. Yeah. It's like, okay, did you hear did you hear the one about the the old bull and the young bull and they're sitting up on the hill and the young bull's looking down at all the cows and he's like, like, like dad, you know, we should run down there and, and fuck all them cows real fast. Or no, fuck one of them cows real fast. And uh, uh, dad goes, no, son, we should take our time, walk down there real slow and fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, bulls live a, little, a really great life actually because uh just their whole life they just eat and they throw in females and the bull fucks them when he gets around to it yeah. that's bull's whole life man and it's kind of like the lion's life just they don't have to yeah. fight so much you know the only thing is when female lions are in heat like they can go like 12 hours and the male lions can't keep up with it you ever seen those pictures of male lions where they're like exhausted and shit? Really? Yeah, the female lions will like bite on their testicles to get them to to go again, but it's like they just just like you know like a male human, you know, we well, can't not, just fuck for twelve hours. I mean, oh, well, I mean that depends, I guess. Depends on how much I like them. Well, uh, I mean, uh, if you smoke some yeah. weed, maybe you can go for longer. If you put yeah, cocaine you know, on it, it's not Vicodin. Vicodin always did that. Well, yeah, for some reason, bro, I can't, I can't bust up when I'm on the bike, bro. I just, I just keep going. Can't. I don't know why. I'll have a couple of bikes and it's, 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 it's like, I mean, I don't need Viagra to get it up, so like I never, but it's like I'm just, I can rock, dude, and I just keep going. You know, it's weird. And you're not like you don't get whiskey dick or nothing, man. At least I never did. You know, whiskey dick is right. It's where you get too drunk and you can't get it up. <laughs> too drunk to fuck, yeah. Yeah. That was a yeah, that was a dead Kennedy song. <laughs> All right, my next item on the bubbles list. Um, this is from season twelve. Remember when those kids called him a nerd and he got really insecure to ask <gasps> everyone if he was a nerd. And so if at some point he started wearing this like rock and roll gear, like a bandana on his head and a leather jacket and all that shit. And I can't remember what the context of the scene was. But at some point he started singing Rebel Yell by Billy Idol, but no one else was into it. No, no, no. That's hilarious. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, it's funny. I'm just going to go ahead and mention it now because one of my honorable mentions I had written down uh, is, I think, from the same time as that. Because I swear, when I was watching the, uh, the episode earlier, I swear it was one of the ones. Because I kind of skipped around, was trying, grabbing a couple out of each season, so I didn't just... So I knew if I just sat there and right in the beginning, I'd probably write down five moments and just never leave the first couple episodes of season one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, I think it might be just before we started wearing the leather because he wasn't wearing the leather. But he goes, but he starts acting all hard and he goes into the uh, Julian's bar and fucking he gets all up in J Rock's face. And he's like ready to kick his ass. And then he goes around the fucking uh, uh, behind the bar. Julian, Port- we're doing. Jo- Remember him and Ricky decide they're gonna do jobs with him. And then J-Rock's like, well, fine, me and T are doing jobs with you. And then Julian, and then Bubbles is all, pour some trees. He's acting hella hard. They're pour because he, because he was called a nerd. And then remember, he went to Ricky and was like, dude, do I? And Ricky's like, yeah, you kind of look like one. I mean, you're not one, but you look like one, you know. <laughs> and then Bubbles is getting all fucking pissed. He's like, that's the qualification to be a nerd is you have to look like a nerd. That's it, which I disagree with. I think uh, yeah. uh, there's a lot more to being a nerd than just looks, just like uh, – uh, uh, I mean, like, like, look at me, dude. I got tattoos and and been just all kinds of trouble and hoodlumery and rebel yell type stuff. But and you're more. I love Nick. Yeah, but I love 
video games and sci-fi and uh, I, I play Magic the Gathering with my son sometimes and you know what I'm saying fantasy fairy tale shit like Star Trek I dig oh, yeah. Star Wars like I dig all X, uh, Marvel comics I dig I'm like I'm like a, I always classify myself as like a like a nerd with tattoos that'll headbutt you in the face like like, well, like I'm a, well, I'm a full contact is- nerd. <laughs> Well, that stuff isn't quite the, dom- the the domain of nerddom like it once was. Are you more of a Star Wars person or more of a Star Trek person? Uh, I think Star Wars is probably cooler for sure. I mean, uh, you but, can get away. But, if you're Star but, Wars buff, you're not. You're less likely to be considered a nerd than if you're yeah, into Star yeah. Trek. But I got a special place for Star Trek because um, I used to watch Next Generation with my grandpa after. school after school before I went out and fucked off and partied, uh, in my high school years. Um, and, uh, now that my grandpa's gone, you know, like, uh, I, I enjoy having those memories of kicking back with my pops and just chilling and watching star Trek and, and, and grubbing down some sandwiches or whatever, and just hanging out for an hour or two. And then, you know, and do that every day. And so it was cool. So I like star Trek. Like, so I like star Trek. Uh, the original Star Trek was pretty cool. Captain Kirk was a pimp, bro. That dude was banging space aliens all over the fucking universe. Green, green women, yeah. Every yeah. blue, blue, red, orange, bro. I've dude, Captain Kirk was banging chicks all over the universe. I watched the entire series just a couple months ago. Like I, I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch the entire Star Trek universe, and I started. I made it through fucking Enterprise through uh, uh, the first two seasons of Discovery, because the third season wasn't out yet, plus they jump into the future. Oh, yeah, dude. I I watched fucking... uh, What else, dude? There was was another one before that. Then I watched... Oh, then I watched uh, uh, the original, and then I got about halfway through Next Generation, and I kind of fell off. Like, it was just... It was too... And also... You know something? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. My favorite uh, Star Trek character is Spock, right? I was thinking, so Kirk, in terms of their sexuality, Kirk had it all over him in terms of quantity. But if you figure if the guy is only going to fuck every seven years, then he's saved up a lot of fucking lust. You know what I mean? So the women that Spock banged must have had a pretty good time. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I imagine every time he did it, he was probably like, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, you know, a minute man or a one pump chump, but I bet he wasn't yeah. going more than five or ten minutes, you know? Well, yeah, but you know, he used all that logic to maybe figure out how to how to really fuck effectively, you know what I mean? Oh, hold on, like, like kind of like kind of yeah. like that, uh, uh, what's that shit called, Morgan, you know, where like you can control like you control your orgasm and you don't do it. Don't man, know. This is why we need guests, a guest or a caller. Oh, which reminds me, yeah. uh, we always want guests, man. So if anyone wants to be a guest, please email me at scoobdad.lehi at gmail.com or uh, rectormedia at gmail. You know? Uh, yeah, anyone. And, uh, just, Spock, anyway, the Vulcans must have their own. Yeah, the, the Vulcans must have their own version of the Kama Sutra. And, uh, and also the yeah. thing is they're not unemotional. They just – they have – the thing about it is they have such strong emotions that if they didn't try to suppress them with logic, they'd be out of control. So I figure when Spock finally bangs someone, like he was like an animal, right? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Trailer Park Boys definitely seem to be slanted towards Star Wars than Star Trek. 
that scene where uh, Ricky and Leahy kind of did the tribute to like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker when Leahy told him he was his father. Yeah. <laughs> that, was in se- that was in season 12, right? Tantric. That's what it's called. Yeah. So you mean like tan? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's Vulcan. So dude, right. they probably do that tantric shit, dude. Uh, so yeah, you're right. He might be able to control that because he's so like calm and logical. So he's just like, yeah. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to come. And then well, like yeah, if, you know, eight if, hours later when she's woman, done. Yeah. Go ahead. You go. That's the thing about tantric. That's the thing about tantric. It does take hours. Like you have to. Make sure you have a lot of free time, but it's like part of it is like the woman you get massaged on your dick, where instead of just a blowjob, and it's just like this full body meditation. But you have to have the patience and the time to do it. I used to kind of do similar like that. Like I just would, you know, after a while when you're getting close, like you just kind of like relax yourself and and like kind of slow pause and do other things for a minute, and you can calm back down. And then you can continue for a little while, and then when you get there, just kind of yeah, like, so yeah. It wasn't like tantric, but like cause I wouldn't like, you know, but uh, but you could you totally yeah, you know, gotta keep yourself calm. Yeah, you will. And uh, it depends on the chemistry you have with the person too. Uh, exactly. Issue. Depends on how much I'm turned on by them. <laughs> yeah, that's a big factor too. Uh, did well, you do your number three? Your third uh, one? I, I just did my number three. Did you do okay. yours? Nope, nope, my turn then. All right, so number three. Uh, okay, so this it's when uh, uh, Sam's living in the park and he's got his freaking uh hot dog garbage everywhere and it's making the kitty sick and bubble get bubbles gets pissed and he goes over there and he fucking shoots sam in the back of the head with the with the wrist rocket when he's fucking sitting there trying to eat hot dogs and then he goes over and he's talking like sam you better clean this shit up you know and sam's like hey now i'm gonna call animal control and have all your kitties put to sleep and then bubbles pulls them fucking nunchucks out and starts like what huh I'll fuck fuck you up <laughs> and then uh bar or yeah. then julie and Julian shows up and fucking uh, he was telling Sam, you need to clean this shit up now. And then uh, uh, Sam's like, yeah, or or what, Julian? And uh, basically Julian plays his own little version of Would You Rather. And he's like, well, uh, you got two options here, buddy. I could either, uh, I mean, you can either clean up the, the garbage and shit around here. Or uh, I could I could slap the shit out of you in front of Barb. Because <laughs> remember Sam trying to hook up with Barb the first, his first, first quarter? And then, and then he's like, oh, all right, Julian, I'll clean up. The bubbles hella loud goes, yeah, man, because like half an hour ago I saw the kitties and they were fucking licking all over those fucking hot dogs. <laughs> and Barb's like, what? They were licking these hot dogs? And Bubbles like, yeah, Barb, licking the fucking shit out of them. <laughs> or something, licking the shit out of them or something like that. Yeah, oh, don't, don't fuck with Bubbles' cats. You do fuck right. with Bubbles' cats. You're asking for trouble. You uh, all right, my next one. So this is from uh, High Definition Piss Jugs when they all had their little TV spots with Channel 10. Steve Rogers. How many times does he say, does he says his name in that episode, by the way? Every time he speaks, I'm Steve Rogers. Anyway, uh, they, uh, so he, he comes out of the shed and he didn't know that Ricky had brought all that crap around. And he's, and, he, and then Ricky tells him that, <laughs> he calls his, his 
business garbage land and, and bubbles is like garbage land Gar-. it's funny <laughs> bubbles has a way of making things, bubbles has a way of, of clarifying just how funny things are and just him saying it out loud made it seem funnier because ricky's good at rationalizing things but bubbles uh, brought objectivity to that and how hilarious it was so just Very him saying good. garbage land i always have he says that yeah and what's your, your number four uh, Oh, that's fucking great. Okay. uh, Well, before I say my last two, because they're like number two was my favorite one, was my number one until I remembered something, which I'll tell you in a minute. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you my my other honorable honorable mentions real quick, uh, just to get them out of the way. Um, I already told you the one about um, when he started acting all rock or all tough with J Rock and 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 Julian and shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. When he tells Julian to pour the liquor, and then fucking Julian's like, got any money? He's like, put it on my tab. You know, he's fucking acting all tough with him. Yeah. But anyway, uh, number three, uh, every time Bubbles gets in a gunfight, it fucking kills me. Every time. Uh, the, like, in the store, uh, we're shooting down the hall with the fucking Uzi when it was supposed to be Ricky's wedding, and they're stealing the stuff, and he's supposed to be drunk, passed out. And he's like, and Ricky's like, or Bubbles, are you kidding me? You could have killed me. He's like, the gun's broken, Ricky. The gun's broken. He's fucking down there just shooting where he's. You know, we, I, I hate getting in gunfights, so, you know, I shoot up over their heads nice and high, and, I mean, as long as you got the, they see the flesh coming out of the muzzle, and you got a mean look on your face, you know, like, <laughs> he's always got the Uzi, man, it's so funny. Uh, yeah. Number two, <clears throat> uh, the Bubbles rap uh, at uh, Microphone Assassin, um, I freaking love that, That's, it kills me, yeah. I mean, uh, I even got... I know, right? I even got the T-shirt I roll that says it's got bubbles on it, and uh, and, and it's got uh, Vince the Pence and another one or two of his kitties on it, and it says I roll with my kitties on the top of, and, and I'm hard as fuck on the bottom. Trust me, when we when we get to the point where we ever start doing video, like I'm start wearing some of my shirts and shit, and you guys will see it. Like I got Trailer Park Boy stuff, man. And uh, but anyway, I, I love it, love that shirt. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, number one is, an, is my other old uh, bubbles moment. And um, fucking, it's right after the thing with the kitty uh, about pissing in the squirrels, uh, or squirrels pissing in it, and he wants to protect his plant. And Ricky's sitting in the car at the broken door side, sitting out talking to the camera like he's being, like he's talking to the camera crew, being interviewed. And all of a sudden, you know, he's like, "Get off my property, Bubbles!" And you hear Bubbles from off camera go, "Go fuck yourself, Ricky!" Fuck <laughs> yourself, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, and then they start acting like they're fighting, and Bubbles has got his fist all up in the air like he does, and all of a sudden you just hear him go, "Fucking want one?" <laughs> that shit kills me. Yeah. Okay, uh, so my my number two moment. Hi, here it is. My number two moment. Um, this is what we're talking about here. Uh, is in season three, um, when the Bible pimp is coming around, and it's the very beginning. It's the way it opens. As we know, it's one of my favorite moments in anything. Um. Of Trailer Park Boys, and it's when they come walking up, uh, and it's 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 him, and, and and she's like, "Have you ever read the Bible?" And he goes, "You know, Bubbles is like that depends." And fucking uh, the priest is like, "Can you read, my son?" And fucking Bubbles goes, "That depends. Can you go fuck yourself?" <laughs> that was a good one. It's a classic. That shit kills me, bro. That depends. Can you go fuck yourself? I want a shirt that says just that. That depends. Can you go fuck yourself? My one made, I think. That's just hilarious. And, and before I get to my number one, uh, as an aside, uh, you mentioned the music earlier. If you've uh, the soundtrack to the first Trailer Park movies is on most streaming services, 
and uh, it has Liquor and Whores on it, and it has a J-Rock song on it, so that's pretty cool if you want to check that out. For sure, for uh, sure. My number one is actually – my number one actually involves nunchucks, but it's a different scene. It was in one of the movies. I think it might have been the first one. Uh, so uh, Leahy gets crazy drunk, and he like drives his car into Bubble's shed and just demolishes it. And the next morning, Ricky discovers a shed. It's just reduced to kindling. And at first, he doesn't know who did it, but then he sees the liquor bottle. And you see this look of rage and, he, and spite and the, in his eyes. And, he and that music the starts playing. Yeah, yeah. I saw that in the theater, man. Everyone went wild. It was really cool. What? Oh, uh, dude. I'm so jealous of that. Oh, yeah, I saw all three of those movies. Oh, and that, yeah, uh... As a one runner-up, actually, I think it's from that same movie. Um, he met that chick at the veterinary office, and one of my biggest disappointments in terms of the series is they've done nothing never with her. That's it. We we never heard from her again. Uh, we just never saw her up. again. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, Bubbles is getting some pussy, you know, but uh, she just dis- well, I guess then again, maybe it it would have ruined the storyline because. Ultimately, she wouldn't want to live in a shed the rest of her life. So he would have had to leave the park, I guess, or maybe get a trailer. Well, but, you know. Well, it could have been like Susan or the the, the first candy, uh, not season 10 candy, uh, you know, or freaking Officer uh, What's Her Face. Um, what's Her Face? The cop Julian was dating. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway. Erica, uh, Erica, Erica, Officer Erica, like they've had girlfriends come and go, and so why couldn't Bubbles? This girl can be his girlfriend for you know a minute, and then if she ends up, if the character they decide ends up not wanting, to, but then again, who knows? She seemed like a girl who would really like Bubbles regardless, and you know it doesn't mean Bubbles couldn't expand and build a bigger shed, and That's get true. like a, and get like a double wide bunk bed. With like two like queen sizes. <laughs> they both you know love animals. They both love cats. So yeah. Right. You know. As, you're right. I agree. Bubbles. I've I've wanted to see that too. Bubbles get a little romantic uh, thing for a minute. You know, get his spot in the, in the light. Uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned uh, uh, that number one was your that nun because that is I, I debated over the two. Um, so much, you know, which because they were both like they both were in my mind. Uh, but anyway, my number one moment, and it's funny that you mentioned um, the soundtrack, liquor and whores and whatnot. My number one moment isn't even from anyone, and this might be cheating, I don't know, but it isn't from any of the seasons or shows or anything or series. It's from a show. It's from when I went and saw them live, and uh, with with my with my buddy Kevin. Uh, who's an asshole and never answers the phone or uh, wants to be on the show like wow. an idiot. Uh, and then my well, lovely, my you're lovely saying friend, I was lucky to see the movie in the theater, but you can still see the movie. I can't go and see the show you saw. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. You got to see Leahy live. I'll never get to I, see him live. I didn't get to see him live. Um, when we bought oh, the tickets, yeah, yeah. we we bought the tickets for the Christmas special, and Leahy was still alive, and we were supposed to. It was. It was supposed to be a Christmas, Elf Randy, Christmas, Santa Leahy, and the boys, and they were going to do the Christmas stuff, you know, the, you know, just like the, the, the Christmas special, Dear Santa, Go Fuck Yourself. They do all that, Sing Dear Santa, Bubbles was going to sing Dear Santa Claus, Go Fuck Yourself, and all that. But Leahy passed, or John passed, I should say, 
and uh, they postponed the show. And then that following April, they did the show again, but it wasn't Christmas anymore, and Leahy was gone. So they just did a regular one. Of, of, it was just called a fucked up night with the, with the Trailer Park Boys, uh, featuring Randy, uh, and um, and yeah. Anyway, it was still a total blast. And then uh, oh, oh, George Green showed up, and I started a fuck George Green chant, and I, I truly started it. And uh, my buddy Kevin never got on got on here with us. He could verify this to you, but. That he showed me a link, man. He found it on YouTube. Uh, there was a link you could, they were they were watching, and you could actually hear the camera was like two rows in front or behind me or in front of me, something like that. And you can physically hear me screaming all the time. And trust me, anyone who knows my voice knows my voice, and anyone who listens to the show, you probably know my voice by now. So you'd be trust me, you'll be able to tell me if I knew what the hell the link was and where it was, like find it, I'd share it. But anyway, it's when I got to watch them live. And I watched Bubbles perform um, Who's Got Your Belly and Liquor and Horse. And those are the two songs he performed at the show. And uh, I really wish he did Kitties Are So Nice also. He might have. I don't re- I don't remember that he did. I was really drunk uh, and stoned. But I do remember uh, Who's Got Your Belly and I do remember Liquor and Horse. And, um, I mean, it was, it was fucking... This is something I'll never forget, even though I, I forgot like half the night and shit, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was in and out of it, dude. Like I kept like I, I like all of a sudden I'd be back and then fucking we'd hammer something or take smoke some more weed or have a few more drinks. And then like I'm I'm fucking gone for another 20 minutes and I'm back again for another 20, 30 minutes. And I'm fucking like I was te- and people go, man, that's that's like uh, uh, that's not how you're not having. A-. I said, no, if you completely black out and you miss everything then yeah that's not a good time if you're totally too sober yeah that's not a good time when you're teetering on that and you're in and out of that fucking blackout you remember shit then you don't then you do then you that's how you know you had a good time (laughs) you know i I would see it sober um like i never well i I remember i I used to really dislike being stoned in public because i'd be paranoid that someone would pick now it doesn't matter this but Still, I don't know what it is. I just prefer just to lay back. I mean, to go walk street. And also, if if you're stoned and you're in a store that sells food, you're gonna you're just gonna buy tons of junk. And and for me, that would mean like shit with sugar in it, which is a really bad idea because I have diabetes. So yeah, stone shopping is a bad idea because you're you're gonna spend tons of money on shit you'd probably regret, right? Well, you you got like freaking diabetic candy and munchies you can eat and shit, right? I, yeah, I they suck. The, well, well, they 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 haven't got the chocolate right. The chocolate sucks. It's just good chocolate kind of lingers a little bit. It's got a creamy texture when you eat it, whereas diabetic chocolate just crumbles and it's got, hardly got any flavor. They need I know to what invent you're like about. a, a it, kind yeah. of sugar. Yeah, like they need to invent fake sugar that has the same texture as real sugar and and when it when melted or blended has the same effect as regular sugar because they can like there are these russell stover no sugar hard candies they don't taste any they taste pretty much as good as regular hard candies and lifesavers has the same thing and they taste as good as regular lifesavers but as chocolate goes totally sucks same thing with the zero sugar ice cream 
you you make try to make a float and you just end up with all these ice crystals it really sucks so yeah that that's a big letdown so ultimately i end up buying like chocolate bars or regular ice cream so and that's, that's not a good idea yeah, you eat too much sugar, it can, like, kill you if you're diabetic or something, can it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on how long. Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm doing. Like how much you I'm, have, I'm, right? I'm on, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on insulin. If I injected that, that before I did it, and as long as I didn't eat sugar too often, I guess it's okay. But uh do it all the time, it'd be disastrous because my pancreas is pretty much useless to me at this point. So... Wow. Anyway, on uh, <laughs> to more cheerful things. Uh, we were doing uh, uh, random thoughts again this week, and I uh, came up with both like, totally random thoughts, but also Trailer Park Boys-related thoughts. And uh, I was telling you earlier that I had a thought while stoned last night, and I forgot about it because I didn't take it down, but I actually remembered it. So here it goes. I was thinking about – here's the thing, right? Uh, I figured out who the most powerful person in Sunnyvale really is. It's not Barb Leahy. Uh, it wasn't Jim Leahy when he was still there. Definitely wasn't Randy. The most powerful person is Ricky because when you think about it, first of all, it's totally illegal for him to be there. He's a squatter. He doesn't pay lot fees. He refuses to pay lot fees. He refuses to leave. The cops can't get rid of him. Uh, Leahy couldn't get rid of him except for when he went to jail, but he'd come back. Uh, Barb couldn't get rid of him. He just he stays there anyway, and uh, they can't get him out. So I, I figure like he's he's almost untouchable, right? Like Leahy had to get him in legal trouble to remove him from the park. Otherwise, he was a fixture there. So I really think. Ricky is the most powerful person in the park because of how he intimidates people. And and yet, not, and not only does he refuse to lead, but he commits every kind of crime imaginable, shooting guns and growing dope and shit. And yeah, they just can't stop him. Set up an actual store to sell weed when it was still legal. So yeah, I think he's the most powerful person in the park. I, I can see your logic in that. I really can. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would say i totally agree uh i would say he's like yeah, your points too are very valid but that he's more of the the most free person at the park uh because i wouldn't say he has more power though because like you said jim can call the cops and have they can they can arrest him like he i mean he can't really do, i mean he could try to call the cops but they really wouldn't listen to him uh, well, what, uh, one way he's in a disadvantage, I, though, is that to get someone arrested, there has to be evidence, and he didn't always have the evidence. Whereas Ricky was an oh, well, that's an outlaw. true. That, yeah, Ricky's that's, power is kind of illegitimate, but he was willing to do things that that he, like you know the cops couldn't always arrest him because they didn't always have the evidence. So Leahy, because he was reliant upon that, uh, I I would we, almost we take him down. But I would almost say uh, that the most powerful in the park is probably Julian, because Julian? he is the one that is the leader of the park. He's the he's like he's like the daddy of the park. He's the one that makes all the decisions. He's big brother. He's uncle. He's boss. He he makes the decisions for everybody in the park. He's the one that takes care of the park. He's the one that worries about purchasing the park. Uh, if anything, Ricky's his battering ram that 
fucking punches his plan into place. You get what I'm saying? Like he's he's the thing that he's 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 what what in the joint in prison uh, the, the you call the torpedo. Ricky's the torpedo. Uh, he's the yeah. one you send on the mission. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but he has, I mean, I to, he, has to, he has to entice Ricky to play by the rules though. If if they're not, on the not if always. If, they, if you remember, Ricky's even said it a few times. He he's he's fucked up without Julian because he can't think for himself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, Ricky's an enforcer for sure. Yeah. For sure, he's the enforcer. Or or if it, or if it was a bike club, you know, or or like a regular uh, office or something, you know, he'd be you know office club or whatever, you know, he'd be the sergeant at arms. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, you have to hand it to the writers of the show. I mean, they figure it's funny because Leahy and Randy are presented as the enemies, but when you think about it, they're actually right. Like from a legal standpoint, Ricky oh, not. is not supposed to be there. He's not supposed to grow dough. He's not supposed to shoot guns. I mean, everything that they show up to bust him for, they have every right to do it. And yet yeah. he's like, fuck off. You know, he's just telling them off and pushing Randy around and shit. And, and we and we buy into it. You're like, yeah, get, get the fuck away from him. <laughs> just because he's a crazy drunk bastard. You're like, well, fuck Larry. Yeah. yeah, get out of here, Larry. But, you know, and it's shot from the boy's point of view. So yeah, they're exactly. they're the um, they're the protagonists, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's just like other shows you see. You know, I, I don't want to talk about other shows too much because you know that's not what we're here to do. But uh, you know, depending on what point of view, you know, uh, it's like okay, like The Walking Dead. If it was shot from Negan's point of view the whole time, Rick and that gang would be the bad guys because they're doing the same shit as Negan's crews. I don't know if you ever watched Walking Dead. You know, they're doing the same shit. So same thing here, you know, it's like the boys are crazy fucking bastards, too. And if it was shot from Leahy and Randy as they were the good guy point of view and it was the boys were the crazy bastards, this whole, which they are, you know, uh, or at least Ricky is, you know, Ricky easily could have been the, the ones that were rooting against, you know, if it was just turned around a little bit, you know, uh, if Corey and Trevor were the main characters to start with and it was shot from their point of view at, at we would have probably thought Ricky and them as bullies, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Well, I, I was also thinking about this thing last night, too, about Lucy. And I know you, you hate Lucy, but I was thinking about how, if you look at her relationship with Ricky from her point of view, or better yet, imagine if you were like her father and you found out about Ricky and you found out he, he he's unemployed. He, he just sells and grows and sells dope lives in a shitty old car with a door missing like you totally understand why she wouldn't want to go out with him but yet because the show presents everything from his point of view we see her as like materialistic and demanding and kind of a mercenary but i guess isn't she kind of right when you think about it you can't raise your daughter in a fucking car right but he thinks it's totally okay and we're okay because 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 we like him it seems okay to us but you wouldn't want a kid to grow up in a car right no, I mean you wouldn't want him to, but I mean, uh, I mean, what's the difference from going camp, you know, long-term camping? <laughs> yeah, it's a perspective thing. You don't well, really want to. Yeah, you're right. I mean, when I was a little guy, my mom was homeless for a while, and we lived in a tent when I was real little. So I have been homeless as a child, and uh, honestly, I mean, it wasn't forever, and so I mean, I don't, 
like when I look back at it, like it wasn't bad. It was just like camping for a really, really long time. You know, it was months. Uh, but, uh, you know, but you're right. Totally. We wouldn't want to do that. Like, I wouldn't want my 14 year old son to like live with me in a tent somewhere, but it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. You know, if, if, if it's positive. If it's positive, well, it's, like when, it's, it's fun. Go ahead. Well, when the, uh, that movie came out that Will Smith starred in, uh, The Pursuit of Happiness, uh, right. based on a true story about a guy who was homeless with his little son. And uh, no, nobody criticized that guy saying, oh, he was homeless with a child. So I guess it's all perspective, right, the way you present it. True, true. And I will admit that being homeless in the city is a little rougher than, like, uh, well, I mean, not necessarily, but like if you can find a spot, it doesn't have to be as rough as people make it. You know what I'm saying? Like I've tried to explain it. Like I've done it. You've heard me tell the story. If you can find a spot where you can set up a camp and you know how you're setting up camp, like the ones I had, you come out there, man. I had guest tents. I had carpet outside. I had tarped off in the trees so roofs so it was dry during the rain. Shopping cart barbecues. Homemade showers built out of water bottles, built in enclosed shower areas where we made false tree walls. I know how to make false tree walls so you can't see. So from as you drive by the road, it just looks like bushes where the path, you know, instead of nothing. You know, I mean, all this stuff is possible. You can have you can have power out there. If you can get a generator, it ain't much for a gallon of gas for, and have a, a generator running. But if that's too noisy, like you can run power off car batteries. You can get four six car batteries get plugged you know i mean there's all kinds of stuff you can do like being homeless does, there's ways to wash your clothes there's ways to take showers there's ways to eat food and cook you know like yeah. there's ways to do all this stuff if you're resourceful enough or willing enough to do it all it doesn't have to be rough like it, it sucks you know uh, you may not feel as clean as you want to uh, you may not be totally <laughs> fed at times but uh it's it doesn't have to be horrible but it does make it rough when you're in places where cops and other things want to kick you out all the time and tear your shit down and all that stuff. And other and other people want to come through and F your stuff up. And uh, I can't believe I just censored my F word. What the fuck? <laughs> and uh, But you get my point. But, uh, yeah. Fucking... All right. Anyway. So yeah. how, many, uh, how many random thoughts do you have? I have four. I have six. Uh, but I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't have to do them all, you know. Uh, okay, we'll do each for this week. We'll do how many? What's yours? How many said do do how many? Yeah, I have four. Uh, how about you do four, and you can save your other two for next week, and we can do. Let me see here. Let me see here. What can we do? What's like my probably my least good one here okay here's one that could pop in my head earlier like what would it be like if we had pogo sticks for legs pogo sticks for legs yeah and you see that, that could be practical that could help Kaboom. like i mean uh, it could right kaboom kaboom it'd always be like moonwalking and shit but like on earth you would be you'd be the greatest volleyball player around the greatest basketball uh, player around for sure you know what i'm saying like you'd be slam dunking all over the place man I mean, could you imagine, uh, you know, LeBron or, or Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan on some fucking pogo legs, bro? Larry Bird on some pogo legs? <laughs> You'd have to have 35-foot basketball hoops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there, was this guy, there was this guy who once played for the NBA named Manute Bull. He was like eight yes. foot tall. 
Jack yes, Dan. Imagine he had oh. Imagine if he had had uh, pogo sticks for legs. Holy, f- he would have. He wouldn't have had to reach for the net. He would have just, you know, just pat, put it in there, just dunk it, just walk up to the net and dunk it. That would have been it. If Instant I remember, indoors. if I remember correctly, he didn't have to jump. He was able he to reach to. up. Yeah, he was able to reach up and grab the rim if he was right underneath it. Well, he's from this part of Africa. It's not a big place, but apparently everyone from this region is like eight feet tall. There's this, you know, it's one area of Africa, and he, he he's like the only guy I think who got to play in the NBA. So ultimately, I mean, it's not enough just to be tall. You still have to be a good player. And oh yeah, lots for of sure. Guys weren't that good, so. All right. So uh, my next one is actually another Trailer Park Boys theme thought. Uh, we. So, yeah, I got my air fryer this week, and it's going pretty well. I cooked uh, some wings. Tonight I cooked fried chicken, and uh, it's really good. You know, everything comes out nice and juicy but not greasy. And I was thinking that would be ideal for Ricky because he likes all these, like, fast convenience foods. If he had an air fryer? uh, Yeah. Have you had chicken fingers in an air fryer? Yeah, yeah. I put uh, chicken fingers in all the time. Tater tots. Uh, corn dogs, uh, burritos. I've made real like I've made fried chicken in there. Uh, I've done. So I made I've done. I've done cheeseburgers in there. Uh, in my air fryer, man. I'm telling you, air fryer is the way to go. Anyone out there, go get it. Do you have the chicken figure? Are the chicken figures juicier? In, in an air yeah, fryer? I I like them. I like them. Yeah, the fried chicken wasn't so much because you need fried. I mean, and it, it told. No, actually, never phrase that. It was juicy. It's just. The the the, bat, the the breading on the outside wasn't the same, you know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't fried. And it's it, dry, you, yeah. yeah, it's definitely drier. Definitely Next time, drier. I'm going to cook it a little longer than the recommended directions, maybe like five minutes more, because it was cooked all the way through, but some parts of it could have been cooked a little more. You know what I'm saying? There's that For sure. uh, danger zone where it's like cooked, but then there's a couple parts that seem like they could give you salmonella poisoning, which I don't have, but... You know how it is with chicken, right? So, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let's see here. Okay. Have you ever wondered? Uh, let me. Okay, let me rephrase it this way. Okay. Uh, where does olive oil come from? The, the olive. Okay. A tree or the olive oh, well, olives, olives, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Olives. Olives. All, right, all right. Where does corn oil come from? Corn. Okay. From corn, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. These aren't trick questions, but these aren't trick questions. Uh, okay. Uh, so then, have you ever wondered where baby oil comes from? Maybe we I don't mean, want to know. <laughs> I don't know what. Well, I guess. I guess they just found like, well, it's appropriate for babies because there is a whole range of products that are there's like there's baby shampoo uh they hopefully didn't make it out of babies but uh, <laughs> right you know it's like are they are there, are there somewhere they like, squeezing impressive babies making oil <laughs> yeah, yeah baby food uh wait that doesn't hopefully that but that's not cannibalism there but uh, uh well it, maybe that's where the saying you are what you eat came from yeah maybe uh, right, my last thought was, um, if time travel is ever invented, I'm going to go travel back to the moment when a future crack horse says, I don't just give it away to anybody, you know, <laughs> just to show you, 
get it on video and then like show her, you know, because I think I told you before I was watching like this crack horror porn where guy takes his phone, I guess, with him and uh, takes <laughs> video of these crack whores and meth whores have, you know, giving them blowjobs and having sex with them and stuff. And it's, it's not fake, man. I'm convinced unless he has like right. someone, unless he's hired somebody who does makeup for special effects for the movies, but they look like real authentic whores, man. It's, uh, like this one girl had the body of like a 27 year old, but the face of a 70 year old, that's a meth addict. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I love how you say real authentic cores, you know, because it reminds me of this little joke I used to. Uh, I love always doing like when you see the the moms with their with their Girl Scouts out there selling the Girl Scout cookies, uh, where they come to the door to get the Girl Scout cookies, but we're all together with the girls, and you just look at them asking more, are they made out of real Girl Scouts? <laughs> real Girl Scouts. Yeah, yeah, watch them. I, I like my uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, all right, my third one here, um, random thought is, uh, okay, if someone with multiple personality disorder threatens to kill themselves, is it a hostage situation? Either that or a homicide, if they follow through with it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, maybe it is. You know, I mean, they got multiple personalities, so if they're, hold, if they're threatening to kill themselves, and they got multiple personalities, it, I mean... Which one of them is getting killed? Is it a hostage situation? You know what? Maybe we should give cops authorization to use tranquilizer darts. You know, just shoot one of those at someone who's going crazy, and in a couple seconds they just fall asleep, and then you just collect them, and no harm done, and they wake up later, and it's all taken care of. You know, like we just like they do with wild animals and shit. I mean, just that might shoot. that might work, but. I'm pretty sure it doesn't, they don't, like, there, there's no, like, you don't fall, just fall asleep. Like, that happens in TV. Like, it takes a few minutes for that shit to kick in. They have in, to move around. Saying. And well, I mean, when there's when there's a serious attacker, like, if someone's coming with you with a knife and they're inches from your face or whatever, like, they can still do a lot of damage in the time it would take for, you, for them to go out. You know? True. Yeah, but, I mean, well, I mean, if it's cops, right, I mean, they can fend them off for a while. But if you've got that in your system and you, like, run around a little bit, that... And and if your heart's beating fast and your nerve, you're like anxious and and all that shit's gonna be in play. If you're just if you're just manic, like you're just crazy, like you're threatening to kill people or kill yourself, the the uh, tranquilizer will, will kick in pretty quickly. So, That's true. Uh, yeah, the if, the more your blood circulates, you're definitely you know moving things around for sure. It, yeah, and they could administer it in different doses. Like maybe there's just maybe there's one just not to put you to sleep, but just to make you relax. You know what I mean? So that'd be more humane than just putting you to sleep. But some, like I was watching a documentary on YouTube yesterday about ADSAG, about isolation in prisons. And these fucking guys, they're just pounding on their doors all day long. They'll flood, they'll like turn on the, they'll put something in the, like the plug oh, yeah. in the sink and flood the, the floor. They'll cut themselves and like wipe the blood all over the window so that, the uh, COs can't see inside. It's just, and they're just like screaming all night long. And 
Well, so I've been in I've been I've been in some ad segs before, and uh, that's where they put you for disciplinary issues, also. But that's where they put the uh, uh, the people who uh, are a bit, you know, what you call what we call J cats, you know, the people that are, are you know, a little got psych issues. They need they need real help, and uh, they don't play well with others, or they're just weird, or like you said, they smear shit on the walls, or they fucking pull their wieners out, and or who knows what, they, or they're violent, you know, whatever it is. Uh, uh, they need to be ad seg administrative segregation. That's what it is. So anyone who just can't be with general population, they put in there. And then once again, like I said, it's it's for disciplinary too. So you get in trouble doing something stupid around contraband, you know, hooking up some tobacco or weed, whatever, fucking getting a fight, whatever. You you know, get, you know, you're going to ad seg too. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, them cra- the ones that are the crazy ones, they're the ones that got fucking mental issues. Like yeah, some of them are, some of them are looped, bro. I've seen some loopy dudes now because they're locked in tiny boxes with oh, nothing yeah, yeah. to stimulate. I mean, <clears throat> it it fucks with you when you're you're you got a strong mind. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been in there, bro, and it fucks with your head for a while. Like when you, you got when you're in there for 24, 48, 72 hours a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, two, however long. But then they decide to put you in there because when you go in there, it's never for like an hour. It's you're in trouble or you need to be removed. So get in there for a while. They put you away for a while, and they serve your food to the door through a slot. Like you don't leave that fucking shit when you're an ad set. You do not leave. You get out like I think twice a week to take a shower, and then I think like I think it's also like like twice a week they have to give you an hour of yard, and so but you go out into a little box of a yard by yourself, you know, uh, and they got like little rows of boxes and stuff of yards inside another yard somewhere that's for ad seg. You know, it's kind of like what they do with people on death row in San Quentin. Fucking, they can't go in a yard with anybody else, but they have to give them yards. So they got these little boxes that are like fucking, you know, 15 feet wide or whatever, and like fucking 30, 40 feet long, and it's got chain link on all sides of it, roof and everything, and they they can walk up and down them. Yeah, you know, that's it. That's your yard. That's your yeah, life. Okay. And then you go, then you go yeah, back into your little box. Some of the inmates who were in there were saying like. I, I do have mental health problems, but this place made me into a monster, you know, like in terms of acting just crazy and kicking the door and screaming, like being in there for a long time, like months. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. that really exacerbated the mental health problems. Yeah. Well, when you're in there, man, they don't, they, you don't, like, you can't have a book. Fucking nothing, bro. I mean, like, not even a book, dude. It's like. You know, because they don't know, like, because a lot of times they'll consider it, like, maybe they'll they'll use suicide watch as the excuse or, or fucking, you, oh, I saw them tear pages out once or something or whatever they want to say, you know, and that's the excuse they use, you know. But, yeah, you don't get none of your amenities. You don't get your store. Cause I didn't get any store. Maybe if you're there for a long, long time, you get store. But I don't think you do. Uh, you don't get, like, a TV like you can in some places. Like, you get none of that shit. You're just in this fucking box and you're in there with your thoughts. And you and got a yeah, you got a, you got a bed, a mattress. You know you're, that that shitty mattress I was telling you about. You got one of those things, and that's about it, bro. And your blankets. That's you know. But if you're on suicide shit, you might not even have that stuff. You, what they put you in, like, because they think you're a threat to yourself. They'll just, they you don't get you don't get a mat. None of that. You just get a, this like tear tearproof smock thing that they put you in, and that's literally it, dude. And you don't necessarily have to be a threat. I mean, usually you are. People they do that with have said or done something to. Uh, indicate that they might be a threat but all they have to do is say hey that guy's a threat to himself and so like if there's somebody they didn't like and they wanted to fuck with you they could lock you in there take all your shit put you in a smock 
but just sitting there for a night or two or whatever they want to do. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, maybe some of them deserve it, but also seems inhumane for the most part. I mean, they're suicidal. There there are better ways to deal with that than to throw you into an isolation tank. True. Hey, I'm on the criminal side of most things in my life growing up. Uh, but like I've said before, I don't know, I back the blue, uh, do not defund. We need police, uh, getting rid of cops. I would love it because then I could do more crimes and not get in more trouble. So let's be real guys. We don't want that. And yes, not everyone in prison is bad. And I will tell you that some good people go there for stupid mistakes, but there are a lot of bad people there that rightfully should be there. So just know that, you know what I'm saying? So I know that I, there's, it's a fine line. I, I walk on both sides of it. It's like, if you want to do a crime, go ahead, but don't whine about getting busted. If you get busted, do your fucking time and don't be a douchebag about it, you know, and then you'll go home and you'll come home. That's it. Uh, and then the other thing is, you know, like then if you don't like it, then don't do crime. It's like, it's that simple. You know, it's like, so I see it from both point of view, but yeah, there's, there are some people, uh, that totally deserve to be locked into a little box because, you know, they like to, you know, wear people's faces as they do little cookie dances. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, that shit yeah. exists. There's there's people who, every time they get around people, they want to just stab them. You know? Like, that's it. Those people do exist. So... I was, uh, I was wondering how you feel about the Trailer Park Boys depiction of jail, because that is... There's no way that that's realistic. They're not going to let you no, sell the date. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I love it. I think it's hilarious. I wish it was real. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I will admit that, that I have known some, you know, I, I don't know if I would say corrupt correctional officers cause like they're not doing corrupt things, but they, I mean, they are kind of, they kind of are, you know, they're willing to look another way or they, they, you know, they'll, if they don't see it, you know what I'm saying? Then it, then it's not their business or if they don't catch you in the act, then they don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, you know, or like, you know, I've had a couple that would, you know, run something to another. I've convinced them to do that a few times. Hey, take this over up to that area for me. I can't go up there, you know, fucking another yard, you know, nothing too crazy. It's usually like, you know, like fucking letters and kites and things, things I had messages I had to tell other people. There was a couple of times I had to send, uh, 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 I did, I did send some tobacco hidden in some, um, in a file once. Somebody in the yard, the cop ran it for me, and they actually got it, dude. The cop didn't search the shit, I guess. I don't know. They hate shit. Like, yeah, lousy yeah, money can sit there, put the lights on the line. Yeah. I mean, he, he looked through it, and he didn't see it. I had a good little false bottom put in the file. Like, it, was, it wasn't like a folder. It was like a, like one of those organ, uh, uh, organ, uh, 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 like accordion files, you know, those brown ones that you can kind of pull yeah, apart. Yeah. It was like one of those, and we had like a, a very thin false bottom put in there that you could put like a thin, like so if you had tobacco, weed, or whatever, like you could, you could put a really thin layer of it down in there and put this false bottom back in, and it was like, you know, millimeters thick. But if you put that across the whole bottom of this fucking thing, like you could put a good amount in there, you know? And uh, so that's that's the way he did it. That shit would just run around. And they, fuck, dude, ran around with that thing all the time, man, and no one ever caught it, you know? And uh, well, some of them have- what made deals with like gang leaders and whatnot yeah some of them have made deals with like gang leaders and whatnot. oh yeah oh yeah well they say that like drugs and shit 
Oh yeah, for sure, definitely, dude. Uh, they say, of course, I don't know. How do you know? It's, you know, they would say st- statistically or whatever. You know, it's like, you know, whatever. But anyway, uh, they say like sixty, seventy percent of uh, all contraband that comes in. Um, is brought in by police. And so, uh, the reason I say whatever is like when people say the statistics, like, well, the only way you can know that statistic actually is if you caught all the contraband. But since the fact that some of it's being consumed by inmates, you're not catching it all. So you can't say that that, you know, it's like when they say one out of 10 people uh, uh, that shoot somebody fucking or get caught and the other nine get away. Well, how do you know that unless those other nine are being caught? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so. That's a bad. You, you, that she doesn't know. You you can't do that. Fake statistics. Fake statistics. You know. You get a lot of those out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, uh, thank you to Ray for doing the show once again, and thank you. Oh no! Fuck my all for listening. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in, dude. We love you guys, dude. Fucking know that we love you, and that's just the way she goes. All right, that is the way she goes. Fuck off, we got work to do.